Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? What's up, Sako? I see you weaseling in. Uh, how's everyone doing today? Happy Wednesday, friends. I forced on a shirt today because I didn't feel like going shirtless two days in a row. I don't like Happy doing that, Wednesday. but holy shit, I am like sweating through this shirt. <laughs> it is tough. It is, it, is, it is not fun. I feel like I'm swimming. Yesterday, it was really beautiful out here, and today it's cold again. That uh, makes me sad. Yesterday, it was like 60 degrees, and it was fun to be outside. Today, it's 35 degrees again. Why is it uh, fucking with you? Because it's Chicago, dude. So Chicago's weather just fucks with its people, oh. like, Dave, like a Dave Matthews man bus? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <sighs> fucking Chicago. But, you uh. know... And she provide and she provide the dozen too. Steve Martin insists that it's the best. It's so much better than New York. I love how he's right. like. I love how he says to Hillary Duff in that movie because we just watched it last night. He's like, "Don't move to New York where life's super expensive." I'm like, "Yeah, Chicago's not expensive whatsoever, is it?" Chicago's way cheaper than New York. I can believe it. New York's one of the most expensive cities like, in the world. Far, but, yeah. but 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 come on, is Chicago really like cheap? Depends what part of the city. The neighborhoods are pretty varied. So like, if you live right in the downtown area it's yeah like uh, obviously coastal u.s is the most expensive part of the country new york and la are two of them and san francisco right. yeah. no i think chicago is pretty good in terms of like cities like I'm, I'm looking up average household price in chicago we pay about you're not average savvy you're anything but average in life but i live in chicago and i, I live in a normal neighborhood here <laughs> Okay, the median price of a home in Chicago in December 2020 was 307.5 thousand, up 11.4 percent from 2019. Um, I'm curious how that ranks though to the rest of the country. Where did Chicago rank? I mean, think I just think of like the Home Alone house. I mean, they were fucking wealthy in there. That's why they were getting targeted by the mob. Yeah, but they they were. First of all, I'm not sure if they were in. Like the city limits itself, or if they were it's like, 11th. Okay, I looked it up. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's 11th. No, it's okay. No, no, no. no. I think <laughs> Chicago is not that expensive to live in, honestly. Like, if you're going to live in a city, like a, a major US city, it's not that expensive to live here. Yeah, you're not top 10. You're 11th. That's a, that's a good list to not make top 10 of. Yeah. Boston's I also ridiculous. think the average is definitely skewed by, like, if you're going to live downtown versus if you're going to live in a normal Chicago neighborhood. Well, this is rentals for, for what I'm looking at right now. Rentals too. Sure. Yeah. Like what, I, I guess, what do people, what is it showing as the median rent in Chicago? Median rent in Chicago. This is such an important guru thing because don't forget y'all, it's easier to rent a private jet for a photo shoot if you live in a cheap city. Um, let's see. So you got the girl wash your brain mug. I don't, I didn't, I forgot to order mine. I'm waiting though for my, um, my mug with our logo on it to come in the mail. Are, are y'all really called Chicago, Chicagoans? Chicagoans? Yeah. Chicagoans? Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. People, I've heard that. It doesn't roll off the tongue that well. That's a lot like, like, oh, eh, like you really got to go, oh, eh, like that's, that's a. Yeah. It definitely looks better in print than it sounds out loud. Chicagoan. Yeah. That's a lot of mouth movement. Yeah. Um, average rent was 1948 compared with 1463 nationwide. 
highest rent found in River in River North, Streeterville, and River West. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like so, River North is like a downtown neighborhood. That's gonna cost you more. Um, like my like what you said of like fourteen fourteen sixty three. That's close to what I'm paying every month for my place, which is two stories high and sixteen hundred square feet. So. Oh, that's an interesting point, Mushroom Destroyer. Is it like, is it is it easier to say that if you have a Chicago accent, like Chicago? Like, I don't necessarily think so. Although to be fair, I don't have, I don't have as hard of a Chicago accent as I did when I was a kid. All right, let's take most. Let's take a look at most expensive cities in the U.S. I, I, it has to be like San New Francisco, York or San Francisco. Dude, San yeah. Francisco, yeah. But Austin's getting up there too. Austin's getting really expensive, and I blame Rachel Hollis for that. She she really, she gentrified the city with tech of Austin <laughs> and Rachel Hollis. Um, yeah, San Francisco's one, New York's two, Oakland three, Boston four, DC five, San Jose six, Seattle seven, Honolulu, Hawaii eight, Los Angeles nine, San Diego ten. So it's pretty much hey. dominated by California. Yeah, I didn't know Oakland was that expensive. Well, saying it, I mean, yeah, I was. I, I mean, it makes sense. Like Oakland's almost kissing San Francisco. Sure. So, yeah. I guess it sort of bled out a little bit. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, DC is definitely expensive. When I was living in Maryland, that was definitely creeping over the prices. Uh, yeah, San Jose is expensive. San, San Jose, or yeah, yeah, it was San Jose. I remember I read The Sympathizer, and the author did a talk and he was talking about what it was like to be um, Vietnamese in San Jose and how they built this incredible culture there. And uh, basically everyone was like, huh, this city's not so bad anymore. Cause before, before, before there was this in vast influx of Vietnamese immigrants, it like, they, there was absolutely no life there and they brought it back to life and uh, kicked everyone out. And he's just like, it makes me really sad to think about going back home because, like, I, it's always Aww. been my home, but I, I don't recognize it. Like, it used to be such a like a, such a lovely, self-contained area. Uh, he was like that. Like, he would say, you know, these big tech firms bought out where I used to get my groceries growing up and walk around the corner, and where we used to hang out with our friends. And it, it was a really sad story about gentrification. Um, and so it's 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 interesting to see San Jose now make almost make the top five for expensive houses or for expensive uh, yeah. cost of living in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, Oakland being gentrified. I'm decently cheap where I live for the most part. I forgot where you live, Mushroom Destroyer. I know you tell us all the yeah, time. Yeah, my neighborhood is not super expensive, although there are pieces of my neighborhood that are getting gentrified, and in those parts, you're going to pay a lot of money for a tiny little box apartment, which is stupid, because I'm like, if you go, like, one block north, you can save like a ridiculous amount of money. So I don't understand why anyone would put up with that, but New, New I Orleans can't, is I can't bizarre. claim to know why people do what they do. New Orleans, we have like some of the most expensive houses you'll ever see on the same, like it's not, it's not even neighborhood by neighborhood. It's not even block by block. It's like half block by half block. In New yeah. Orleans, like you'll see a ridiculously expensive I don't know, almost mansion looking home uh, and four houses down will be foreclosed boarded up with people walking in and out of it at all hours of the day. Like it's, 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 it's yeah. bizarre. Um, there, there obviously are some parts where it's, it's more concentrated wealth. Um, 
like Riverbend and um, uh, Upper Carrollton, uh, shit like that. But but Mid City, uh, Bywater. Um, no, Maroney's really expensive. But, but yeah, we, we have a lot. Treme's getting gentrified like crazy. But but we do for the most part have like this this clash of um, of of wealth. Um, yeah. Just sort of like <laughs> it's it's definitely not segregated. Uh, yeah. Um, Queen of Spades says, I promoted your stream because I'm mad that you don't have 1K yet. Thank you. I appreciate that because this is a, this is a fun transition. Speaking of people promoting our, our stream, Janelle wrote a really nice article about us that I told her we would read on the show. Yeah, Logan. So guys, today we have a lot of fun stuff because first we're going to, we're going to see what Janelle wrote about us in her post. And then we are going to have a guest on the show in about 20 minutes so that'll be fun and they're gonna play a song no that was yesterday so i'm just requiring everyone sing to get on this show that's the barrier of entry <laughs> we, we got it we can't just be we can't be totally inclusive we got to have some barrier of entry so it's either like you have to know javascript or sing okay i can't do either of those so i wouldn't even qualify, You're not even qualify show. For a stream. that's why you make the rules <laughs> Okay, so let's see. So this is what Janelle, Janelle sent this email with some background context of why she wrote an article for us. And here's what she said. Um, I found your channel on Thanksgiving last year while I was home alone waiting to eat dinner. It was a Rachel Hollis video and I was intrigued because she always weirded me out. I watched more of your videos because I'm very much against MLMs and just felt that you are a good person who is putting in the work to affect positive change in business. You're also very funny. Thank you, Janelle. When the show started in February, I was very intrigued as I work from home and was happy to have some company in the background that I could count on every weekday. I grew to admire the honesty and respect that you and RK have for the audience. You don't have any sacred cows in the sense that you're not afraid to say exactly how you feel about business and lifestyle gurus and harmful business practices. That is incredibly refreshing. I also love that you are modeling a positive life affirming friendship where men and women of different backgrounds can come together to achieve their goals and make their dreams a reality. Long story short, it was excited for me to see people that I enjoyed and could relate to saying powerful things and having fun doing it. I wanted to write about it and share it so I could contribute in my own way. I... I'd love for you guys to have the reach that Joe Rogan has because I think you deserve it. But I'm really happy that you have the bandwidth right now to be able to have such a personal connection with your audience. So Janelle is so nice. We're always going to have a personal connection with you, Janelle. Even when we blow up, hey, hate everyone else will love you. So she wrote this article. Let me see. Oh, I'm a, I want to share it on the screen, but... I don't want to share my Gmail. So give me a hot second while also, I... Also, I, I know that you get super excited at Business Connections. Queen of Spade and Sako are organizing an interview for Queen of Spade's uh, oh! stream. So business is happening in the chat. Yay! Everyone's networking on the stream! I love Network it. on the streams, y'all. Networking on the stream. I'm so excited. Okay, wait. Here we go. Okay, so I've got Janelle's article here. It's called Help Is Anyone Out There? So authors, small business owners, and podcasters, Savvy Lizer and RK Gold have an online morning show that will keep you company, educate you, make you laugh, and might change your life. Just don't call them gurus. Might change your life. I don't know if that's for the better or worse, though. <laughs> 
she did such a good job writing this and making I it love sound her. like a professional article. So I'm like, you need to put this somewhere. She doesn't really have much. She doesn't like like having an internet presence. So she was like, she's too qualified for the Atlantic. Exactly. That's that's what I felt. She's um, the Pacific. <laughs> okay. So this says. In a year where we continue to exist in large part in our homes, away from large gatherings, distance, and even estranged from family and friends, one might be forgiven for wondering if there's anyone out there. And if anyone is out there, who are they and what do they want from us? When we're pushed to our limits, who can we turn to for company solace and a sense that there is hope for this world? Some might turn to the business and lifestyle gurus like Rachel Hollis, Tony Robbins, and even Grant Cardone for answers. They've continued to publish books, hold online conferences, and implore us to invest in their companies and listen to their health advice while the world is in an incredible state of flux. But how critically do we evaluate these self-styled gurus and what is in their morning smoothies anyway? Depends on the guru. Depends on the guru. There might be weird shit in the smoothie, guys. We know Rachel Hollis and Grant Cardone have vastly different smoothies. Vastly different smoothies. Um, authors and small business owners, Savvy Lizer and RK Gold, have created their Your Morning Guru YouTube talk show and podcast this year to live a week in the life of a chosen guru, breaking down their morning routines, business practices, and overall philosophies of how to be the best version of yourself. The end of each week brings lessons and takeaways of what works best for Lizer and Gold and what should be challenged or done away with completely. They also take time during each show to speak with guests, promoting and encouraging each guest's social media or creative endeavors, generating engaging and thought-provoking discussion. A live chat is simultaneously running and is handled with attention and care. With topics ranging from the taste of elk meat to serious mental health difficulties, Lizer and Gold speak with empathy, compassion, and a genuine respect for the audience. They want everyone listening, watching, and participating to carefully consider who they are looking to for business and personal guidance and the impact that will have on their lives. There is plenty of fun to be had on the show as well. Tangents on topics such as Degrassi come up at random times and their dogs Chewie and Logan make delightful appearances. The two have an easy witty banter balancing jokes on the more absurd and comical aspects of the guru's lifestyles with the more serious and pointed analysis. This is so nice. This is like the nicest thing anyone's ever written about me. It's praise. This I love is, it. This is all it's, just super it's, nice. It's why it's why I try and exist. Exists just to get validation from other people. <laughs> I love validation. I mean, same. I won't lie. I do. I do love it. Um, okay, keep going. Miss right. Lizer, a small business owner of Forever Home Friends, is no stranger to turning a critical eye toward gurus. Having gained traction on her YouTube channel, Savvy Writes Books in 2018 for her bold review of Rachel Hollis's Girl Wash Your Face, which was extremely popular at the time. She was unafraid to call out the, how do you say this word? Banal? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. She is. I've only ever seen it written, not said aloud. <laughs> she was a. This is like like what it would be seventh to ninth grade when the teacher, to make sure that you're paying attention in class, makes you read, and all eyes and ears are on you, and you're praying no one's paying attention because you have to read like seven seven pages of a book, and every other word is one you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's always funny when you reach a word in real life, and you're like, I just realized I've only ever seen this written. And I've never heard it out loud. And now I don't know how to say it. That happens then, every once in a while. And then everyone thinks you're stupid. And then you have to hide forever. 
And then 10 years later, you think about the time that you couldn't think of that word and how like it's still the biggest deal in the world to you, even though everyone else involved forgot all about it. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Okay. It's so. banal, according to, or banal, according to Sako. Banal. Banal? It's, it's anal with a B. Okay. So I was unafraid to call out the banal advice and judgmental attitude Hollis displays toward other women, particularly one Pam. Bubbly and effervescent, she uses her boundless energy to draw attention to the problematic behavior of Grant Cardone in such videos as Grant Cardone is a manic pixie dream girl and Tony Robbins, who she refers to as a tiny ribbons. A woman of many passions, she is deeply committed to exposing the predatory practices of MLM companies and encouraging women to harness the business skills that they learn or naturally possess to leave those schemes behind to start their own businesses. Her book, Savvy Business Owner, released on her birthday, September 8th, 2020, encapsulates her vision for how to create a well-run small business based on her lived experience with forever home friends. Oh, that's so nice, Janelle. Thank you. All right. So now we're going to talk about how great RK is. Yeah, we are. Look how yeah, short are. my paragraph is than yours. Life sucks. No, your paragraph is, is jam-packed with good it's, shit. It's, it, you know, genius is brevity. Mr. So that's Gold. Why I'm, I'm going to call you. Email. I love that. Mr. Gold. This is so professional. I, I, I want to be Miss you. Since my last name's not actually gold, I don't want to be Mr. I want to be Monsieur. <laughs> okay. Uh, author of the middle grade fantasy novels, Father in the Forest and Beds Are for Flowers, as well as a business consultant with a strong background in economics, provides a worthy counterpart in the dissection of guru routines and business practices. While economics can be a difficult subject to speak on, he makes it approachable with the utmost regard for the financial well-being of the audience. Hosting it's not a difficult topic to speak on. Everyone knows everything about economics. Just go to Twitter. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I forgot we can all be a finance expert. It's probably the most freely spoken. Guys, according to economics, okay, debt doesn't exist. <laughs> and taxes are theft. Thank you and good night. Yes. Everyone on Twitter is very opinionated <laughs> about what economics means. Social sciences, man. <laughs> um. Hosting the Gray and Gold podcast with rapper Graydon Square, as well as his own music reviews on his YouTube channel, RK Gold, also establishes him as a lover of the intricacies of language who asks difficult questions, unafraid of where they may lead. Razor sharp, he moves through the variety of topics on the show with agility and a keen sense of what is necessary to advance the dialogue, whether it be gentle encouragement, a joke, or a devastating takedown of Jordan Peterson with precisely the right amount of snark. It's a kind way to say this stoner with ADD goes all over the place. <laughs> no, dude, it, it's accurate. It's, it's all about how you ask the, you, you always have the right question to ask. You've always got the most interesting question to follow something up with. You always have the left question to ask. Oh, there we go. That's why we're why such a deadly combo. Exactly. We attack you from both sides. Like a bisexual. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> While Miss Lizer and Mr. Gold eat odd diets, complete torturous workouts, read long-winded books with questionable guidance, watch cringe-inducing videos, and get out of bed at ungodly hours in pursuit of essential truths on how to be better people and live better lives, they are careful to avoid putting themselves on pedestals and turning into the gurus that they critique. Not a show goes by where they don't readily acknowledge their individual shortcomings in areas where they would like to improve personally and professionally. They do not claim to have all the answers. The journey is the goal rather than the destination that may never come. One of the greatest joys of the show is feeling that we are meeting our friends who are walking beside us on that journey. Friends who take constructive criticism, listen to a variety of voices so as not to remain in an echo chamber, and enlist our help in the development and improvement of something special. At the beginning of this piece, 
I asked if anyone was out there. While gurus will always exist trying to convince us that their ways are the best and only ways, Savvy and RK are here too. The heart and soul of your morning guru lies in their friendship and unshakable moral center that implores us to question, challenge, and hold accountable those who we look to help for help at our most vulnerable hour. Of Jesus! Course, it it also so lies in Chewie and Logan because they are good boys who might do taxes one day. So first, she tied that all back to her central... Dude, thing. it's such a good, like, it's just so good. <laughs> she, she went in with the central question. She tied yeah. it in perfectly. She praised the fuck out of us. So, I mean, it was, I, I'm biased <laughs> because she was so nice to us in it. So I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. We're you're right. right. We are awesome. <laughs> but no, in terms of just like, do like just being a good piece of writing, she like explored a lot of really important themes in this. Uh, yeah, shit. I would pay her to just praise me every day. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm like, where should she post this? Because she doesn't do like blogging or anything. She just wanted to write it for fun. And I, I mean, was like, put it we'll on Medium maybe. But I was also like, I'll just read it on the show if you want. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. We'll start the Your Morning Guru publication on Medium. And we'll just start posting everyone's publications there. What do y'all think of that? Who wants to write for Your Morning Guru? We can't pay you. We'll give you exposure. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was a joke for whoever's going to clip that out of context in three years. Chewie and Logan are good boys. That is accurate. That is accurate. Mushroom Destroyer said um, that her boyfriend will be available for the stream soon. So, Ooh, I definitely want to have him on. He's, we'll get to ask him how many holes he has in his penis. Absolutely. Yeah, we can ask him all kinds of interesting questions about his DMT experiences. Absolutely. Queen of Spade is pissing off the R nice guys and the flat earthers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Fun times. Do you mean like VD, like venereal disease or something else? It's <laughs> an interesting question. <laughs> That's the only time I've heard VD used. Same. Does she work for a publication or on her own? She just works on her own. So yeah, uh, your morning guru publication coming to medium soon. Cause Savvy and I love taking on more projects than we can handle. Oh, absolutely. It's our favorite thing to do. Our favorite, Logan, do you want to help write? Yeah, I, I figured he wouldn't. He's just giving me a, you can't be serious. You want a cookie? Okay, that got his ears up. I'm gonna go give him a cookie real quick. You take oh, over. Oh yeah, giving the puppy a cookie. Um, okay, so today we're going to have a guest in a little bit. Um, let me make sure, I think she, make sure she got the, okay, yeah, so. These are so cute, they're doggy Oreos. Oh, the doggy Oreos, they're so cute, oh my goodness. Yeah, so we're having a guest today. We're going to have Amara Franklin on, and she is a small business owner who created the Indie Bookworm book subscription box, which I have been subscribed to since its beginning because it's so good. And so she's going to be on in a little bit. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, how, how, does, uh, how does Logan like his dog cookie? Oh, he loves them. I mean, they're peanut butter Oreos, basically. Oh, that sounds with, so good. With no sugar, because obviously... I want one now. <laughs> a a Aaron keeps looking at them. She's like, you know what? I bet these are actually good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, they're sugar-free peanut butter Oreos, basically. 
let's see. And yeah, it's, so, just, it's just nice to say, hey, do you want a cookie and have it actually be a cookie? And not, I'm, I did not mean I'll give you another. He's like full attention now because he heard the C word. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's yeah, that's how Chewy is. We've started saying words differently, but then he adapts to the new words pretty quickly and gets excited still. He's just staring at me. He's like, you said that word again. I'm waiting for another. He's not He's not even like standing up waiting. He's just, or he's not even like standing up, like coming to me to beg for it. He's just like waiting over there like this. Like, yeah, are you going to bring me another one or not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Logan is a guru. Logan is a guru. He's so cute. I would follow his advice. I'll give him another one, Kitty, because you said so. Yes, Logan gets two cookies. What a good puppy. After after the stream this morning, I'm going to take Chewy on a nice walk. That's my routine now, is once the stream is over, I take Chewy on a really long walk, and I listen to it, whatever guru that week's audiobook. So I'm listening to Tim Ferriss' audiobook while I walk Chewy after this stream. This will be super fun. It also gives me a chance to show these off. I've eaten quite a few of them, so you will not be able to see them all, but Aaron started donuts this week. Oh my <laughs> god, those look so good. So all that's left is just glazed sprinkled beignets and one cinnamon sugar. I ate all the coconut ones last night. Oh my god. But they smell fantastic. I am so jealous of you. I'm jealous of me too. It's why I'm work doing like hit workouts every day, because I'm able to maintain my weight now. As a, <laughs> I'm not doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it so I don't get completely out of shape. Dude, oh my god, I'm so jealous of you. Rightfully so. Yeah, Kitty, you got Logan's back. He appreciates you. I'm not going to say that word again. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... So our subreddit has 29 members now. We've got almost 30 people in our subreddit. That's so exciting. Yeah, so we don't have the um, the info in this stream yet for all of our social medias, but we are your morning guru on all social media. Uh, and it will be in the stream later, and it's in our previous streams. But that's your morning guru on Instagram, your morning guru on Twitter, your morning guru on TikTok, and r slash your morning guru on Reddit. We also are r slash flat earth on Reddit. Um, just go there and <laughs> talk about how much you love the stream. Oh my God. I'm going to like, I guess I, Tim Ferriss is not making me eat low carb this week. So I could go get myself. You just a want donut. some donuts. I could just go get myself a donut. Like yeah, that really wouldn't be that big of a problem. I don't think. Do you want a beignet? I'll feed you through the screen. Uh, dude, we got to have like the sort like, <laughs> There's going to be a day where you can 3D print anything, including food, and connect it to a webcam so friends can, like, I bought you a gift and, like, scan it on their 3D printer end, and it just prints on their friend's end. I love that so much. And if it's food, it, like, scans the ingredients. That's just, that, that's some smart house shit. Dude, I rewatched Smart House recently. That movie's wild. I rewatched Camp Rock two days ago with Erin because she was really feeling it. I think it's because Demi Lovato was on Joe Rogan. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Who do you think created bigger created bigger stars, Nickelodeon or Disney? That's a good question. And I'm Kat, not sure. K 
Kat, you missed it, but earlier we were talking about housing prices. So let's hear, let's hear what housing prices are like where you live, because I know they're going up in price there. Um, I think Disney did. I, I think they were more consistent with their stars. I, I think Nickelodeon created the biggest star in Ariana Grande. Yeah, I think so. Some of the Nickelodeon stars, I feel like a lot of Nickelodeon stars would, would have like a huge, huge career for like a decade and then would just fade into obscurity forever. Yeah, because they were like so abused. Like, I yeah. mean, e e even the most successful ones, like, uh, what's her face? Uh, iCarly. Uh, yeah. What, what's her name? Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, like she could have been the biggest star. And she was like, maybe I don't want to be around these, this ridiculous industry anymore. I think I'm just going to go get a traditional education. Yeah. Good for her, dude. Uh, Reddit is r slash your morning guru. Here, I can show it on the shared screen. Here we go. Oh, you can, could you also post it in the comments? Yeah, absolutely. So this is our subreddit right here. We're going to try to... Oh, we're going to do... Uh, like we mentioned yesterday, we are going to do um, Friday mornings. Anyone can come on the stream and just party with us on Friday mornings. So we'll post the link to Friday morning stream there. Oh, Fox and Compass, we got to talk this Saturday on the Sim stream because I finally looked up exactly what Wicked Whims is like. And that's 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 more intense than I was expecting. <laughs> that's that, That's... That's porn. That's that's porn. What? That's, Wicked Whims, the mod that you can add to your Sims. Uh, Fox, oh. Fox and Compass was telling you to add it. Or she was just talking about it. I forgot which. Maybe and I, was I like, yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, okay, this this looks cool. Because like you, you can do all these things. I was like, oh wait, no, this is this is porn. Like this is just full wait, on. You, you can add porn to your Sims? Is it like make them naked? Dude, it's like full on porn for your Sims. Interesting. I mean, I won't do that on Twitch, not, but I'm maybe I'll do it for fun. I don't yeah. want to age restrict another fucking stream. But it's like, if you've seen it in porn, you can do it in The Sims. Interesting. Maybe we can talk about it on Friday's age-restricted stream if we decide yes. to age-restrict Friday's stream again. Yeah, or, or we'll do it on The Sims stream. Well, The Sims stream <laughs> is on, monetized. That's the right. The Sims stream it. is monetized on Twitch. Yeah, so I'm not going to... Go I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. But I, I was playing The Sims last night for a really long time, and it was it was excellent. We, um, I started making like an influencer hype house, and it like, like a, a real one or like the Karens one. Kind of like the Karens one, but I was like building the house. Like I, I tried the. I'm trying the city living expansions and the fame expansions. So they're. I've made like a thing in like The Sims LA like the sim version of LA neighborhood. Um, and so I was building like this huge house with uh, many floors and many like apartment units, like individual units for the different people that are going to live in it. And I made the main character that I started with Ivy, the boss babe, you know, like the one who I dress up as on my channel as a joke. I made her into a real character on the Sims and she actually looks adorable I was like, this is a problem with The Sims. I make characters I hate, and they always. I think it's your so problem with The Sims because Savannah proves you can make ugly Sims. You just inherently like making hot Sims. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, so I was making. I made her. I made Ivy, and then I put her in. I put. I, I then I I did. We didn't finish building the hype house last night because I was I was it was a lot. It's a huge house. I used so many cheat codes for it. 
So I'm, I want to continue that tonight. Um, but I, d I did that as a separate game because the one that we are playing that Savannah's playing that uh, we use Eva's house and the collaborative Sims game that we've been playing on the stream for the co a couple weeks. I didn't want to mess with that neighborhood. So I maybe, made a maybe I'll get Sims 4 and I'll start uploading shit to the neighborhood too. Yes. Y'all just so you know, I've been every Saturday night at nine central on my Twitch channel. We've been playing the Sims. Yeah. I should pull up the Sims stream. Amara's going to be here in a minute. She just it's let me know that. Savvy Savannah and myself getting drunk and playing The Sims. And to Kat's point, yeah, that's exactly where Aaron and I went with the conversation last night. Cause we were like, Miley's pretty big too. And Miley's been big longer than Ariana Grande. That's true. Miley's been so big that she's like, I don't know, uh, oh, dude, I've got almost, multiple genres. <laughs> I've got almost a hundred followers on Twitch. That's amazing. Yeah, you do. So this is Twitch, guys. Um, if you want to join The Sims stream, it's Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Central. This is my Twitch channel. This is The Sims game we played this past week. So feel free to join. Uh, Pour yourself a Dugarita. Yeah. Yeah, we can't get inappropriate because Savannah has her baby there sometimes. Baby's not gonna remember. Uh, I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm clarifying. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. Okay, Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, y'all, we had a lot of fun on the Sim stream. We'll do it again this week. It's gonna be a weekly thing. Uh, so, follow me on Twitch. If you subscribe to me on Twitch, you can get custom emotes, which I'm working on right now. I think one of them is gonna be Chewie's face. Um, the custom emotes. I made a custom emote for We Stand Pam. Uh, so I'm working on the custom emotes and I'm trying to figure out how to make the sound notifications happen because I'm struggling with that part. But yes, join on Twitch where we will be playing The Sims. And uh, this past week on The Sims, we had a lot of fun. We made a Karen house where it was like, is it Karen House or House of Karen? House of Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like we made two female Karens and a male Karen. The female Karens were like, one was like an older lady and one was a younger lady. And male Karen got both of them pregnant. And they all sell LuLaRoe. Um, and Amara's here. What is up, Amara? Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. We're talking How about the you? Sims. We were talking oh, yeah. about the Sims. <laughs> are you a Simmer? Um, What's a good name for like Sim players? Like Samer, Gamer, Sims Gamer, Simmer? <laughs> I don't know. I think the last time I played any sort of Sims thing, it was like when it was like on the computer and I was like seven and you made your town and it was on like the computers that were like a box and had one color. <laughs> um, my dad used to have that. Like that was my, that's my experience with playing Sims is it was like, it was just a city that you would like put roads on and then a building. Oh yeah, like Sim and City. Go. Yeah, that's it, like that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, the game's not that different. I mean, the game's different now in the sense that you can make very <laughs> detailed people and have them live very in-depth lives. And, and it's age. less about the success of your city and more about the success of the individuals that you're controlling. Although I guess there's probably is are they still making new SimCity games too? 
because I liked those a lot. I always struggled. I was a terrible mayor in SimCity. I would always like, I would cut all the taxes because I felt guilty, and then the town would catch on fire, and like it was always bad. What about Roller Coaster Tycoon? Oh, I was bad at that too. Oh, come on, Sass. I was. <laughs> I just have no skill when it comes to any sort of games. So, like, I mean, Sim was, is probably one I could do because you just, like, what, create people and make them do crazy yeah, things. Yeah, the Sims, is like, <laughs> there's no way to lose. I mean, your people could die. They I can guess. die. They can die, but, like, then you just, there's, yeah, then just make new people. It's slightly higher stake Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, how could your people die, though? And on the Sims, oh, so many them? ways they like, can die from laughter. They can <laughs> die from so they can die from uh, like if they if you if they try to cook a complicated meal before they have the cooking skill, the kitchen can set on fire and they can die. Uh, if you put them in the pool and well, in not in this version, but in previous versions of the Sims, if you made a pool and what when someone gets in the pool, if you delete the exit ladder, the the characters can't leave the pool then, so they eventually fall asleep in the pool and die. Um, there's so many ways you can kill people in The Sims. I wonder if this was like the inspiration for that show, A Thousand Ways to Die, where they were like, Maybe. hey, I'm playing The Sims, <laughs> and I just keep telling my characters, oh my god, we can probably make an actual show about this. Dude, that show <laughs> fucked with me so much. I can't watch it. Like, I, I stopped watching it. Like, there was one, okay, like, it was something about how this girl was like, shaving her legs and it had like there was rust on the razor and she cut herself oh! and she died. i'm not kidding ever since then i buy only disposable razors i use them once and i throw them away like ever since then like for like that was like 10 years ago i'm like nope That's not how, that is not how i'm going to go out okay like that is not how i'm going out the liposuction one was fucked up. This guy trying to do like liposuction in his garage with a vacuum. Ah! And his like guts just came out. Well, that's just stupid. Like, that's just stupid. You can't do liposuction on yourself. Like, that's just okay. That's obvious. You're going to die. That's one where you're it's like, like, it's pretty easy to avoid that situation. But yeah, like, don't, don't do homemade liposuction. Right. The one where the girl was shaving is like that, that, that could happen to anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, buy a big box of like disposable razors and bulk, use them once or twice, and throw away. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. Yeah, exactly. The ones that can happen to anybody, those are the scary ones. If it's someone doing something obviously like an obviously weird thing that you would have to go out of your way to even think about doing, then that's a little less scary Dude, to the there individual. There was a space rock one too, where it was like a tiny, like, space rock came into the atmosphere. <laughs> And it got to, and like it burned up to the point where it was only the smallest pebble. And it just bullseyed the back of this guy's head. <laughs> well, instead of death, I don't have a good segue. I just want to talk about Amara's excellent small business that she runs. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to die, then read books. And Amara can help you with her book subscription box called the Indie Bookworm, which is literally the only subscription box that I get because I love it so much. This video was not sponsored by this box. However, <laughs> it's that good. It's that good guys. I've been subscribed to it since it first began. And I was so excited when I heard she was creating this small business. So basically it's like, um, I just want to add no one in the ring died from reading a book. So stop watching TV and movies and start reading books. I wonder if I have, oh, I do. I have one of my boxes right over here. 
I can show people. Dude, donuts are so fucking good. I know. I'm going to get a do- So here's my plan for today. Like, my, the post office is right near the Starbucks. So when I go to drop off Forever Home Friends orders at the post office, I'm going to go to Starbucks and get a latte and a donut and feel like a fat loser. It's going to be great. With bad body odor. Exactly. So wait, hold up. I'm going to show off the box now, and then we'll go back to the stream. So this is the Indie Bookworm box. I don't remember which month this is. I'm glad I don't throw anything out and I'm a hoarder, though. Not next week once we become Marie Kondo. Well, you found it, so maybe you're an organized hoarder. Yeah. They, these boxes uh, come with... Uh, I, I did a, I did an unboxing of one once. So you it has... Yeah, so the, it has this book in it. This was the book for that month, which was January. This is the January box. So this is the book that came in the January box. And then it also came with, a, like, comes with other, like, little goodies from other small businesses. So, like, you guys see, I'm so, I haven't finished opening everything yet, but I get so excited for these boxes. So it came with, like, this cute little decoration. Like, it comes with a bunch of cute, like, other things from small businesses in addition to, like, uh, a lesser known book because they're always like in- indie books they're all like exclusively small press or self-published books there's no big five publisher books you're not going to find those here you can find those anywhere this is where you're going to find the the cooler lesser known diamond in the rough kind of books so i absolutely love this box so much um and i was so excited especially this past box it's where i learned of sputnik coffee which is my new favorite <laughs> local coffee brand um there's the boxes because they always come with like a bunch of goodies related to the themes in the book in some way but they're all from other small businesses i'm just so excited to ask you i guess let's just start with like how did you first conceive of this idea how did you first conceive of this idea and what what was the process like for getting this box started It was really like, it it all happened very fast. I was watching, um, it's funny that you showed the January box. The author, Sarah Seiden, I was watching one of her live streams and she's like a good friend now, but when I was watching this live stream, I had never really, I've watched, no, it was one of her videos. So I'd watched one of her live streams and then um, because I watched her stream, like the next day it was like, oh, do you want to watch this video? And it was one of those like um, YouTube videos people were doing of my crazy publishing goals and some, or something like that. And one of the things that she said in her video is that she would want to be in a book box one day and that it's really hard for indie authors to go to be included in subscription book boxes. Yeah. She's, she's done the research. She's reached out to to people and they've always just been like, you know, we pick our own books. We don't have a submissions process. Like, sorry, goodbye. Um, and I was just like, well, that's dumb. And I always wanted to do some sort of like subscription box because I subscribe to a lot of them. I think they're cool. And I would love to not work for another company someday. So I was like, hey, huh, if nobody else is doing this for indie authors, like maybe I should just do it. Like a month and a half later is when I was launching it. It happened so quick. It was like I had this idea of, huh, well, that's really dumb that indie authors can't do it. They're just as good as other books. Mm-hmm. If nobody else is doing it, maybe I should just do it. And I got on a, um, a call with another friend of mine who was like, I'm going to help you come up with ideas. I'm like, we'll develop this. And she's her and I thinking like, in like six months, I'll launch this thing. Two weeks later, I was like, okay, so I bought my website. And I'm yes. it. it happened so fast because 
I don't know. It's just like, it seems so right. And I was doing research. I'm like, there's really not that in my mind. I was like, there's not really that much that goes into it. I pick a book. I pick items. I send them to people. Yay. Everyone's happy. Six months later, I'm into it. And I'm like, there's so much to do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the basics though of pick book, pick items, send to savvy. Everybody is happy. Um, <laughs> like the most important thing is where I struggle is all the back end stuff. Like, you know, telling people that it exists and, you know, maintaining this website that I made and stuff like that is a little tricky. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. I think that you just touched on a really important point though, with people who want to, I don't want to say be their own boss one day because I know that's like uh, that, that's sort of loaded language with gurus. But I, I, I do think that you're, what, what you did was fantastic because you had an idea and you just went for it. Uh, I think I, I, I think it's if you're I don't want to say it's better to be reckless than to be have analysis paralysis. But I think I'm just going to go with it for the sake. I of think it is. I would it's, say so. It, it's better to just jump in and fully go for something recklessly and wing it than it is to like. Can't fly if you don't wing it. Can't fly if you don't wing it. It's, it's better to do that than to bog yourself down for months and months and months. Uh, doing research, uh, just trying to like find excuses to not launch yet. I mean, you're, you're going to learn more from launching, failing, and building on the failure than you are from market research, analysis, um, asking around, surveying potential customers. Because uh, by, by now, you, you're, you, I feel like you have a pretty good idea of who your audience is and how to grow it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great story of, of how you just said, fuck it, there's an opening here, no one else is doing it, I'm going to do it. And I think that was my fear is like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And as I started like watching videos or like doing research on how do you do a subscription box and realizing just simply how easy it really is, um, I was just like, well, fine, like I'm just gonna do it. And the first thing that I started with was obviously what am I going to sell? Like how, coming up with my idea of what I wanted this to be and that was so easy and the funny thing is since then though i have actually found out this is not the only indie subscription box i actually found no matter how many times i search for it online i searched for it on instagram never found anything apparently there's another box that started within a few months of mine oh really and i found that yeah and i think this found this out when that person's like page or that business's page started following mine and i had this moment where i'm not gonna lie it was I was like in tears, like I was crying because I'm watching, I'm looking at their Instagram and it's so polished and it's put together and they have the pretty boxes. And I was just like, I am a failure. Um, but then I was like, you know, You're a trendsetter. I had my feelings. I talked to my friend. She was like, no, who also subscribed. She was like, no, like these are the ways that you're different. Yes. And that's when I realized like, okay, we're, do you think every you know beauty book box or beauty box out there is crying because there's another beauty box? No, right. you do your thing, you do what is different. And I think that finding that out though really helps me to figure out and really get more into what is this box and how is it different? And yes, they have an indie book, but they're more fantasy based. Mine's like a mixed bag, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love that. And that's what I think is really important is I, I feel like, especially because indie is already so niche, like I don't yeah. need to niche down even further to say now this is only a romance indie book yeah. because again, that's closing the door for everybody else. And I have more people like more submissions. Like if I put every book that's already 
submitted to me, I would be filled up for the next like five years. Like there's That's so amazing for authors. And it's, it is amazing. And it's so nice because I think a couple months in advance and I'm like, you know, um, I know, like, I know what box is going in May. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I'm like, okay, so I didn't know, I knew May, but I didn't know April. And so when I figured out what book was going to come in April, I was like, okay, so what theme is that going to be? Because I don't base it. I don't pick a book based on a theme. I pick based on what's come before it, what's come after it. And I'll start with the book and then I'll build a theme around it. And so like April is going to be Lone Star and every, because a book takes place in Texas and it's about coming back home. Ooh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to be excited to open that. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fun. And it's, um, and every single item is from a, a business that is based in Texas. And I then love I, it. I thought that was also really, thank you. And I thought that was also a really good time because everything that happened to the people of Texas last month yeah. with their weather and being frozen out and not being able to like, you know, there's so many people that still like struggle. So I think this is like the perfect time to put a spotlight on how amazing, you know, Texans are. And um, I don't know. I think this is really cool. I especially like, so I was thinking, um, I know you mentioned there being other indie book boxes. There was actually one like two years ago called Indie Book Box, which is out of business now. But that was the first, <coughs> that was the first one I'd subscribed to. I subscribed to that like two years ago and I was loving it. I was having the best time. And then I got a notification in the, in the last book box I got from them saying, we're going out of business. This is going to be the last one. It was very sad. And I was very sad because I was like, I love this box so much. I need my indie book subscription box. And then you <laughs> announced like a year later that you were starting one. And I was like, I'm going to jump on this. But I think what you did, which was different from them and probably also different from other ones out there that I really like is the way that you create the whole experience surrounding the book that you have the book that you choose for that month, but it's also, um, it, you also are gathering from other small businesses. You've also got other items that go along with, with the book. And those items are like carefully picked to have to, to be part of that book and its experience, which like, as much as I do love a box where, you know, you just get a book or you love a box where you get a book and maybe like a piece of art or something. I think that's really cool too. But I like that this one is introducing me to new small businesses out there and all of that, because I, I that's the thing. I always want to find new small businesses to shop at. I can't get enough recommendations and this box is great for that. So I guess my question would be, how do you choose like you're talking about with texas with this one each month when a new book's gonna go in the box how do you choose which small businesses to buy items from how do you go about you know making that relationship with each business owner for purchasing their products and things like that i guess tell me about that end of it about the accessories that go with each book so i just um scour etsy at 3 a.m yes. um <laughs> like, <laughs> relatable <laughs> You know, and it's not like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want to be successful, don't sleep. It's like, no, like legit, I have insomnia. So when am I going to work on my business? Hey, in the middle of the night when everybody else is, when I should be sleeping. Might as I'll well be productive, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the, that's usually when I find stuff is I, I try to, I'm trying to get off of Etsy a little bit because I know that not every small business is on there, but it's just sure. a great way to just easily find things that I can buy and then 
have delivered here and they're all going to come from like indie places but i've also found a few people on instagram like the first bar uh the first box had those little stickers um i found her on instagram and uh then found her shop on etsy from there but i just basically when i know what book i'm doing and i think about what the theme around it which that's the part <coughs> that I have the hardest time is developing the theme. Like I can come up with the items and I can come up with the book, but like what catchy thing I'm gonna call it is I'm so not good at that part. Um, but uh, when I kind of have an idea of what I want, then I just keep looking through and I keep searching until I find one that, uh, an item that I wanna put in there. And then I, you know, usually there might be 10 that are very similar. So then I'll go Okay, so if I know I want to put in a bath bomb and I have these 10, like there's a gazillion bath bombs I can choose. I go based on usually like the, the price of it or the size of it or the color or is this different from what I did last time. And then I'll usually have like five or 10 that I'm going to choose from. Then I look at their shop, their ratings, um, how quickly it's going to get to me, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, then I usually just buy it. Um, or if it's like, or if it's something that's like, I really want this, but I think I might need like a little discount or something. I would reach out to people and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Would you be willing to do, you know, X, Y, and Z? Um, and I do that sometimes, but usually I just try to find something that's going to fit within the budget and I just buy it because I don't want to, it's like a whole big thing trying to reach somebody out and then be like, hey, can you also discount your product, which is already discounted because you don't think that you're worth <laughs> like paying. You know, there's a lot of times on Etsy, you'll get something that if you bought it in a store should be probably priced a lot higher, but a lot of people don't know their own worth. And so they just price their products way too low. And then I'm just not, I'm not gonna reach out to somebody that's selling a bath bomb for $2. And be like, hey, can you discount this bath bomb? I'm just gonna buy it for $2 and stick it in your box because it's it fits within the budget that I decided for that box. I will say when it comes to Etsy sellers pricing things lower. So I, um, I got my engagement ring, which is right here on my necklace. I got my engagement ring on Etsy. And one of the reasons was I found this shop there that was like, a guy who's who ran the shop saying, you know, I used to work in the jewelry industry and I found that everything is, it, the prices are so ridiculously inflated. So I decided to make my own shop and like, instead of using like diamond and platinum, it's like titanium and white sapphire instead. Ooh. And my engagement ring was $150 and I'm very proud of that because it's, it's, it's very good quality and it's holding up like six years later. But I just thought it was cool that there's someone on Etsy being like, I am intentionally going to price this at like a tenth of what the jewelry store is going to price it as because I think the jewelry store is scamming y'all. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. All retail stores do. It's ridiculous. It is yeah. so ridiculous. And like the books used to be so tricky to purchase because then it was like this whole negotiation with the author of like, how much are you going to charge me for your book? Because I can't, like if I bought them all at like the retail price that you go on Amazon and buy it for, like the right. box would be like $60 a month. That's, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, but then I realized that I can just buy them directly from Ingram. And all authors, when they self-publish, they'll put on, like if you're putting on like, um, if you, you know, print uh, through uh, Amazon or Ingram Struck, you put in when you sign up for your thing, how much you're willing to put like a wholesale discount on. So I just go on there. I'm like, okay, cool. So this book is, you know, retails for 14. They put a 25% discount. I'm going to get the wholesale discount. I don't even have to ask them for it. And so, and 
I get it faster than when the authors were trying to go through them themselves to order the copies. I will just warn you in advance. I don't list anything on Ingram. I closed my Ingram account after having too many terrible experiences with them. That makes sense as to why I couldn't find your book when I was looking for it. (laughs) on Ingram. Yeah, I took down everything that was on Ingram because I had too many issues with them. (laughs) I've heard they're kind of crappy. Like, and that's the weird thing is there's Ingram Spark and then there's Ingram. So you, yeah, like if you list your book on Amazon, I mean, I haven't looked for it in a little bit, but if you list your book on Amazon, it's a lot of time and you do their expanded distribution, it's probably still on like Ingram, just oh, not an Ingram Spark. Because hmm. Ingram Spark is where you're like, hey, I'm going to print a book and you're going to help me make it. And you can create your account with them. But Ingram is like, they're everybody. Like you can go on there and you can find all like the biggest books that are being published right now or like the smallest ones. Because that's how yeah. libraries find books and bookstores order and stuff like that. What I generally do for like, if I'm going to sell my books to a store, which I generally, I've generally sold my books not to bookstores. I've sold them to like, other types of stores because I do like the book and plushy thing and all that. Generally, if I'm going to sell books, I just talk to the retailer specifically and I'm like, I'll give you X percent discount. I do the thing that you were trying to avoid doing, but I love doing that. And I'm like, no, let's let's trade. I, I just keep stock at my house. I like to do the whole thing because I ship everything myself too. That's just right. kind of how I am. I'm not, I don't want to be reliant on Amazon. So... Yeah, it is actually on here. I think the last time I searched for it, I think it's, I think I probably spelled something wrong. But yeah, no, you are on here. Oh, I'm on Ingram's distribution? Yeah, and I think it's, yeah. I was looking too. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's cool. What's the site? Ingram content. What was that? I said I was looking for it too. What's the site? Is it Ingram content? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like called iPage or something. What's my discount showing up as? I mean, um, 25%, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, good, 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 good. Savvy, your books are. Oh, wait, no, you know what? That makes perfect sense, actually, because I've had a few copies of one final vinyl that have sold on, on, when I look at my Amazon report, it shows them as having sold through distribution rather than to customer, because I think a few people requested it for their library. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I was starting to figure out. And that's why, you know, what we were talking about earlier of just kind of jumping in and starting and then learning and mm-hmm. improving as you go, I think really worked for me is the first couple boxes. I did it a different way and it was totally fine, but it also took longer. It was a little bit trickier. Um, there was a lot of back and forth I had to wait on. And then it also put, and the biggest reason why I wanted to figure out how to do this myself in order was because it was just adding an extra step that I don't want the authors to have to do anything other than sign their little like book plate thingies that are going to go inside of it. That's the only thing I need you to do is sign the book and then tell people that you're in it if you want to, because you're so excited. Like that's all I need you to do. I don't need you to do all this extra work. This is my business is my job to do the work. You just need to be excited that you're in the book box. That's it. And it was causing a lot of extra steps because we had to figure out, well, how many do you think we need to order and go back and forth? They'd have to put in the order and then send to me. And it added so much extra steps. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense because how do bookstores that order books, you know, they, they don't go to people and like, hey, I need X amount. So I did a little bit of research on good old Google and I was like, crap, I can just buy them myself directly through there. Discount baked into it. No questions. It's fine. Um, do you still send it, them to the author to get signed? 
Um, so what I do is I have like a little sticker and that was the other thing is trying to figure out how is Newt going to do the signatures is every month there was like a different type of signature. Um, in fact, the last box doesn't have it because I was figuring out the sticker thing and that's actually going to be dropped into the next one. Um, so you can like put it inside your March box when you get it. Um, and uh, instead what I've been doing is I designed like a little just like a little sticker on I think like Vista print and it just has like my logo and it's a spot for them to sign and then I just I'm like okay cool I need X amount give me your address and I just have been having them shipped directly to the author they sign a bunch of stickers and then they send them back to me and then I can it's a lot less back. shipping cost than sending a bunch of books which weighs a whole lot to just send yeah. a flat pack of stickers yeah and I would love to do it that way where like the physical book is signed but again it's a lot of extra costs a lot of extra things and one thing that was really important to me when I was looking at boxes and doing my research of other subscription boxes is how many times they sell out and I didn't want this box to ever sell out or to be like, okay, I'm only going to have X amount that I can sell this month based on whatever. And this is how many I'm ordering because I've wanted to set up, sign up for fairy loot or like this type of box. And every time I look, they're sold out. So what's the point? And yeah. then I forget about it and they don't have my business now because I forget about them. You think that's and purposely so, done though to drive up demand? Possibly. Um, I mean, possibly, but at the same time, like it just, Makes no sense to me to do it that way, personally, as like somebody that has gone like three times to buy their boxes and every time they're sold out. No, I'm just not going to do it because I've moved on to something else. I've spent my money elsewhere, you know, and it is a little frustrating when you want to get something and you're really excited for it and you can't. So the way that I did it is I found another book box that was... Um, more with like you know uh, traditional it's traditional publishing but i was like i really like how they do it which is when you purchase you're purchasing for the next month so really i don't ever have a need to sell out because i can always order more of x y and z product and have it sent to you so i have it that if you sign up any point during the month so if you wanted to order um if you well the last day of march so today would be the last day that someone would be to order and get their April box. This is just going to come a little bit later in the month because I may need to order extra items. But when I do put in my orders, I always add more. So I have, I have a stack of this book. I have um, a couple more of, uh, I have one extra Love in the City from February. I have a couple extra ones of this one. So that way when I'm ordering, I'm like, okay, just in case I get extra orders, I'm going to order a little over. Now I have a bunch of books I have to figure out what to do with, you know? Yeah. And so I have an idea for that. Um, I'm going to start doing like welcome boxes, basically, that you could. So because you're signing up and you're purchasing for the next month, the one downside to that is you can buy, like I had somebody sign up on March 5th, they're not getting their box sent out until the first week of April. So they paid, they're not getting anything for a really long time. And that can yeah. be a little frustrating too. And so, but I did it that way because I also don't want people built twice in one month. You know, it's like, it's really tricky. And so, cause it's, you know, it's not the most expensive box, but it's also not the least, you know, it's not like a 10, $15 box. And I don't want people being built twice in a month unless they choose to. So the way I'm going to have it now, um, this, this is going to start next month is as soon as they put it in their cart or they check out, like there'll be a thing that says like, Hey, if you don't want to wait this long, you can purchase a like welcome box. that's smaller. Um, 
costs less. It's a one-time box and it's going to have items that are basically just left over, but like items from previous months. So I have those um, donut book bath bombs. I have like four bath bombs sitting in a box. I have um, a bunch of those incense that went out in December. So I can like just take some of these items and put them together. And every person who orders the welcome box is basically going to get something different. Um, it's just going to have like a little note, like saying, thank you for your subscription. One of the leftover boxes that I books I have and like three items that I have that, you know, I over, over ordered and then they can get that right away because it's all here. I'm not waiting on anything to be delivered to me. I actually have a few of them already ready to go. So if somebody orders them, I can just slap a label on it and send it out um, within like a day or two. Brianna wants to know, can we pause the subscription whenever we want? Yes. Cool. Yes, you can. And I'm also going to start doing, so this goes live tomorrow, is uh, one-time boxes three month subscriptions and six months. So if you just want to like prepay for like three months at a time, you can, um, those ones you can pause, but you're not going to like, get. it's like, you're still going to get your first three months. And then you can pause from there on. Um, and then the one month I think is really great because there are some times that people just want a specific book. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm cool with the announce because I was going to announce what the May book was going to be in a couple of days. So I'm happy to say what the book that's going to be out in May is going to be if you want, Savvy. You can absolutely announce the May book. So Savvy's book, One Final Vinyl, is going to be the book that we're doing in May. I'm so excited. Like I'm I've so excited. Known, I've known this. Like I knew what my November book was going to be, and I knew what my May January <laughs> was. I knew what my May book was. Like I knew I was doing Natalia Lee's book in November. I knew that Sarah's book was going to be in January because she inspired the whole idea. Like I had to right. put it, and I read it and I loved it. And so, and then I knew Savvy's book. Like those were the three I knew, and I just been like waiting. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be in a book subscription box, and this is like the most exciting thing ever. You're making all these dreams come like, true. It's going to be like a year, a year anniversary since the book first released and it's going to be in the box for that month. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for it. I'm still trying to base like the theme around it because it's like I've known for so long what the book was. I know that we chose May because it's uh, got great mental health rep and for mental health rep. And I, I know all that. So, but now I'm like, okay, how do I find items to go in here? Because it's such an amazing book. Like how do I, and so that's what I'm working on right now. Um, is figuring out what's going to go around it. Um, I'm just so excited. It's I'm so excited too. Um, <laughs> I guess when it comes, like, cause you mentioned that you have so many options for books to put in that you could, you know, plan out the next five years if you wanted to, which is amazing. So I'm curious about your process for choosing the book. Like, do you start with a theme and choose the book or do you choose a book based on what are you, I guess, what, what kind of things make you want to choose the book? And do you read the whole book before you decide to put it in? I guess what's the, what's the book selection process like? I really want to so, know. Usually I do read the whole book. Um, the last two books, I did not. March intentionally, um, April was just because honestly, I was really behind. Um, yeah. and I just if I waited to read the whole thing. So I read, I read like the first couple chapters and both of them, and I was like, okay, reading, it's good. It like, it's good quality. And I based it on reviews, but typically I like to read the whole book more just to get a sense of what I can build the packet blocks around because I know the book so much better. Um, but 
I'm not here to like, I've pulled back a little bit on the force myself to read the entire book in full because I'm not here to critique your book. I'm not here to judge whether or not it's good enough. I'm here to say like, does this fit for what I'm looking for? And, you know, so that's where coming and looking at reviews and stuff like that has come in really handy is what are other people saying about this book? If it's got a really great synopsis, but everybody doesn't think it's a great book, I'm not going to put it in there. But if it's got a great synopsis, everybody likes it that's that's good for me i'm not here to judge or anything i'm here to help promote your book and so um i pulled back a little bit on the i must read every word to decide if i want to use the book and it's more like i want to read every word so i can understand the book and build a package around it better um but the way that i typically go through it is i know I really based on what has come before and what I know is coming after it, what time of year it is. So like I'll go through my submissions and one of the questions I have is like, when does this take place? What time of year is it? Cause I'm not going to put a fall book in spring right. because it doesn't, I want every time you read the book, I want it to be like, or the, and get the theme and all of it very atmospheric. I'm very much into like, I'm a very feelings person. So that's why a lot of the items that come around it are very like, things you can touch or smell, a candle, a bath bomb, you know, something that gives you that warm, cozy vibe. Like that's what I, I wanted to it. is this like vibe around everything. And so I need to make sure that I'm not putting like fall vibes in like summertime, you know, um, when we all want to be outside and soaking up the sun. That doesn't make sense. So I'll kind of go based on when does the book take place and also making sure I'm not doing a bunch of the same type right back to back. That's why I was like, I needed to get away from YA because I unintentionally had a YA fantasy for Jan uh, November. I had another, it was like an, a new adult fantasy, like retelling. Um, it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling in December, a YA romance in January. And I was like, well, hold up. I need to get away from the whole, like the YA new adult a little bit because I don't want this to unintentionally become a YA box. Um, and there's so many other adults. So that's why I was like, adult romance, be warned. They get really steamy <laughs> in February. And then um, March was a thriller because I love me. I love thrillers. So I, I, I found that one because I was like, I put out a call. I was like, I need thriller recommendations and I need romance recommendations because a lot of the submissions I was getting were fantasy books, which is great, but I don't want too many of the same thing. So I'm trying to make sure that because it's like a mixed bag, you never know what you're going to get, that I'm always breaking it up so that I'm interweaving both new adults and YA and contemporary and fantasy all mixed together and not stacking too many things that are similar to each other. Like there's a book here that I really like. I've read it and I know I want to include this author. I'm just having a hard time figuring out where I put him <laughs> in relation to all the other ones because this book is really great, but it's very similar. It's a contemporary it's an adult, but because of the items that would go into it, it would be very similar to another box that came right beforehand. So I think it's going to go in the summertime because I know I can space it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's a very long winded answer. I'm sorry. No, I love it. I love it. I think that's so important too. And um, 
Yeah, I just I love that it's so many different genres. I love that every month I open the box because I don't I don't look at what you're gonna do beforehand. I just open the box and I want to be surprised. <laughs> I, I have such a I'm always so excited because I think I I intentionally don't subscribe to like oh this fantasy box or this whatever because I like to get such a variety of things and and be surprised every month with what I'm gonna uh, have to read now. So I love that it's uh it's you, so many different genres, so many different types of books. I love that about it. I have a couple questions, but I also yeah. we've been neglecting the chat and Mushroom oh, no. Destroyer just dropped. I dated my second cousin, so I, we miss a uh, lot. Yeah, Mushroom we, Destroyer dated, and then Queen of Spades says my adopted sister dated my bio brother. Y'all have some wild family stories in the yeah, chat right now. Check out the chat going on right now. Like there was a part of the chat that was talking about veins. The, they were talking about marriage. Joseph talked about getting uh, people getting engaged on the second date. Like the chat really straight. This was a this was an interesting <laughs> uh, chat. I will say Amanda got her second vaccine dose. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Someone else had asked about the website link for Indie Bookworm. I posted it earlier, but I will post it again because I know new people have come in since then. And this is the IndieBookworm.com. That's where you can get the books. Um, yes, I'm sorry to the chat that we have, uh, we've been in such a good discussion and then the chat just had- Had its own good discussion. Y'all had a great discussion. I'm very, I'm very happy for you. I was curious because it's kind of funny that this we're talking about a subscription box today and I happen to be listening to Logan Paul's podcast yesterday because Logan Paul is awesome. Fight me, everyone. Um, I'll and, fight you. And I'll they were talking, you and I can box <laughs> like Logan Paul. <laughs> and they, they were talking about the importance of, of building a culture. Um, again, which sort of goes in. It's, it's funny how when you read a book or when you're, when you're focusing on something, the universe shows you only that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I know that's a fallacy, but still it's, it's, funny how that works. And they were talking about how uh, you can, the, the most important thing to do if you want to grow an audience is creating a culture and how Logan did that with his Maverick club. People subscribe to get the exclusive content from him uh, for 20 bucks a month. And uh, he's, he's all about building a community there. And I was curious with this subscription box, it's such a community built product uh, outside of delivering the products. What else um, is there for, for building a community from uh, between you and the subscribers? So um, actually, it's, it's perfect. I just launched a Facebook group, which I've been going back and forth on whether or not it should be on Facebook or Discord, because personally, I had to like create Facebook almost because I don't use Facebook like at all. But I know that's where a lot of people are. So that's why I decided to go with Facebook also because I like this. Like it's very visual. You can add things. Um, I'm thinking about putting out a poll though to say, would you rather this be on Facebook or Discord? Because I feel like Discord is a little bit, there's not, like I have people that subscribe that are like, I don't use Facebook at all, so I can't join the Facebook group. But I did create a group. It's either gonna be on Facebook or on Discord, or maybe I'll do both, I don't know. Um, but it's called the Indie Book Worms, because you know, it's not just me, there's a lot of them. And anybody can join the Facebook group. It doesn't have to just be subscribers. Um, but it's just a great place to go to like, you can get, you can chat with each other, chat about the books you're reading. You can do reading sprints. I'm going to start doing like, we did one event, which was, um, part of the March box, which was staying up really late and reading the books. <clears throat> I did not last all night. I passed out at like two o'clock. I posted a picture on my Instagram that was like, all right, I'm ready to go. I had like two energy drinks. I made popcorn. I had the book. 
Oh, you were ready. You you were ready, ready. 30 minutes later, I fell asleep with like popcorn in my hair. I mean, yeah. like the doctor said. Yeah. Oh. I fell asleep too, dude. I was trying to I was trying to do the reading at night thing, but I was like, all right, so what I'll do is I'll play some games with my friends on Discord and then I'll go play The Sims on my stream and then I'll then I'll pop by this party after that for the all-night readathon and then I just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is like I I went live like I decided to do the live stream thing on Instagram and like I bounced between like my uh, bookbox Instagram and then my personal one just because the one that I have for like my YouTube and stuff has more subscribers on it so I would like kind of bounce between the two. But the problem with that is there was very little reading actually happening because we were live, so we were just chatting the whole time. And then I read like two chapters. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn off the cameras. I'm gonna wash off my face. I'm gonna stuff my face with candy and popcorn and drink this energy drink. And it's and gonna, I'm gonna be gonna great. Crash. And then I just passed out because I don't know, like I chose a Saturday night to do this because I'm off Sunday. So I'm like, I can totally stay up all night. Forgetting the fact that I also worked a 10 hour shift that day, started my shift at seven o'clock, oh have twins that I dealt with all night long. That's why it was like, okay, this is going to run from like 9 PM to 5 AM because I was basing it on when my kids are in bed, leaving very little like nap, didn't leave a nap time in there for me to stay up all night. I was like, I can do this. I've pulled all nighters before. But I'm also not 25 and drinking all night long. I'm 36. Maybe you should have tried getting drunk. That would have kept you yeah, awake I mean, a little I, longer. I was drinking all night long, but I also <laughs> fell asleep too. So no worries. You know, but I'm like, I can pull an all-nighter. Yeah, no, you can't. Other people probably can, but it was not. It was did not work out as well as I intended. But it was still a great idea. Um, but so for... Um, the Facebook group, there's going to be little things, maybe not always an all-nighter, but something where, you know, uh, we can have a discussion of the book at the end of the month. And then, um, so if you subscribe to the box, we'll do like a live discussion within the group. Um, you can pop in every week and, and, you know, maybe do like sprints with each other or talk about the books or like, hey, I just got this other indie book in the mail. Like, let's share and thoughts and stuff like that and go back and forth. Um, so anybody can join, but Obviously, more people that would be joining the group are probably subscribers, and I wanted that to be a great way to get to know them better and just to create more of the experience around each book instead of like, hey, here's your items, goodbye. Like, how do you like them? How are you using them? Show me pictures, you know, of, of you using your items. I'm really excited. Stuff like that. <clears throat> I love it. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. And I, think I, have, I was working on it last night, but I... I didn't get it finished, but I was like planning out the different things. Like I know the last week of the month is when we'll do the um, discussion of the book. So if you've had a chance to read it throughout the month, we can like do a discussion on it kind of as like a read along. But then I'm also trying to figure out if I should do it at the end of that month or push it out so that if let's say for Savvy's book, I'm sending Savvy's book in May. If I don't send it out, you don't get it till the middle of the month doing the month at the end of that month, the discussion would be really tight to be like, you must read this book in two weeks. Thank you. Um, instead of like pushing it to the end of June, like at, or some point in June, we're going to talk about Savvy's book or at the end of, you know, what May we'll talk about the book that I just sent out in April. So that gives people more time to get their box and decide if this book fits within their reading plans. Instead of being like, Hey, if you want to be part of the discussion, 
You have to read this book in eight days. Thank you. Because I can't decide to read like that. Yeah, that's um, that does create a bit, a bit of a tough order. Turns it more into a scholastic environment, not yeah. not what you're going for. You're going for a bit yeah. more of a calm, uh, reading circle. Yeah. So it, I mean, I see that the culture is built around um a mutual love of books, specifically independent books, and uh, it's nice to see that you're slowly building out an infrastructure for discussion based on that. And uh, it, it sounds like when you have these communities up and running, it's going to be great because you can one. Uh, promote the authors that you're reading within the group itself, because then they'll become those authors' best salesmen, but also just have a place where the community can become friends and talk about anything, uh, which is yeah. one of the best ways to keep maintain. Or I don't know, what, what have you found so far? You're still pretty young. What's more difficult for you, uh, retention or uh, new client acquisition? New client acquisition. Yeah. Like I, I, don't, I mean, the only retention piece is when it's clear that somebody signed up. Like I do have a few people that have signed up for the one box and that's it. That's why I was like, okay, people are going to sign up for one month and then pause it. That's fine. But why don't I give them an easier option to just buy one box? Um, because then it helps me to understand like how many recurring customers. But for the most part, the majority of the people that have signed up, like Savvy, you were, by the way, number one. <laughs> like, I was you, the first one to you, sign up, really? You That's were amazing. the very first one. Although, to be fair, I was, like, sitting there waiting for you to launch it. And then when you were, like, the website's up, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so I was, I think you did message me and you were like, you're the first one to sign up. And I was you like, were. yeah, you I was. I was so pumped for this box, dude. <laughs> I know. You've been, like, my biggest, like, supporter, cheerleader, like, oh, it's amazing. Um, when you, by the way, with the, the Sputnik coffee. I was, I knew I was looking for coffee. I knew I wanted to go with like an independent roaster. I wanted to go with something more than like the little packets that I put in another month. And when I found that, and then I saw that they were in Chicago, I was like, oh my God, I hope Savvy loves this. What if this becomes her new favorite place? It is like, my new favorite like coffee now. It's like, yeah. I love their coffee so much. I'm going to order more of it. And I'm it looks like they do have a cafe that I had never been mm -hmm. to before, which I it's it's on the south side and I'm on the north side. So mm -hmm. it would take me a little bit on transit to get there. However, once I'm vaccinated, I won't worry about riding transit for an hour. So I'll just I'll go to that cafe as soon as I'm vaccinated. Now I'm so yeah. excited. I'm going to buy their merch and stuff. Yeah, no, it's so weird. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope she loves this. But little trick for ordering. Or if anybody wants to order like Sputnik coffee because we've talked about them, they come in whole beans. But that's what that was the only thing I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a grinder. Like not everybody has a grinder at home. So I reached out to them. Dip like, them in chocolate. Them. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's idea. idea. Oh my God, that's yeah. Um, but I like reached out. I was like, do you sell ground coffee? And they were like, no, but you just have to ask us to grind it. And so I was like, okay. They were like, how many are you going to need? And because that's when I was like, I'm putting in a box, And so if you're going to put in an order or if anybody is going to like put in an order for them, because they're so good, just in the memo, like on your shopping thing, just add, please grind my coffee and they will grind it up in the little bag and send it off to you. I'm actually going to get it not ground next time because Ooh. we do have a grinder with multiple settings. Tyler mm. got us a grinder as a Christmas gift for both of us. And so we're going to grind it bigger. That way we can use it for cold brew. Ooh, that sounds so yummy. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, though, acquisition is the hardest part. And I think part of that really does fall. Obviously, it always falls on me. But the one aspect of this that I didn't really 
put into <laughs> the thought is how much work it takes to promote the box, how much it takes to let people know that it even exists or what's coming out and to really be really on promoting it. And I just wish I had like more time in the day because I do have a full-time 40 hour a week job. I do have these crazy children who uh, I looked away for one second and they got on my Instagram and they actually, they, the reason I'm on here today is because my six year old scheduled this. this, this interview was How, wait, okay. Did you like have that message pre-typed? How did your six year old type such a no. coherent message? <laughs> I was reading through it and I thought I was like, I don't remember sending this to you. Yeah, because this is what Amara sent me yesterday. She sent me, when do you want me on your morning show? I'm pretty open. I'm off Tuesdays and Wednesday, but I'm also a little behind you in time. So as long as I hop off at 7 a.m. PST, I can do any other day. There's no way a six-year-old typed that, no, that's dude. Me. Oh, that this was you. Good. The sounds good right after that, where it was like, then I was bugging you at that point. I was like, sounds good. That was not. Oh, me. so the, the main message where you were the asking that was good. Because I was like, how did your six year old think? <laughs> okay, no, you sent that. And then I said, tomorrow works. Would you like to join? And then she said, sure, sounds good. And uh, that was your six year old typing yeah, that. So, so when I'm looking at it, I think it was like, <laughs> I, I messaged you. And then he just randomly messaged, sounds good, like an hour later, where I'm just like, hey, hello, you haven't answered oh, me. Oh, I didn't like, even know. Okay. Dude, it was my no, day off, so I was just kind of like chilling, drinking some iced coffee. I checked my phone, and I saw both those messages at once. So I was like, "Yeah, I didn't yeah. even phase me, but that's hilarious." <laughs> they were spaced like an hour. So then the second one that's like, "Sounds good." That was my child. Then you responded back, and then he responded back something that was like an okay or like whatever, like the yeah. affirmative, like yes. That was all my kid. And then I'm like, looking at this, I don't remember this. Like, I don't remember any of this conversation. So I look over, I'm like, Jason, did you, did you set up something? On, did you write people on Instagram? He goes, yes. Yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I what he's doing. And I'm like, how? How? Because, yeah, I gave him my phone. Because, like, that's the only way to get things done sometimes is be like, here, child, be a zombie for 10 minutes. Um, but I put it on these, like, lockdowns. So it's, like, all these childproof things so they can't pack my Instagram and schedule appointments for me um, or send people random things. And apparently if there's a notification, he can swipe down on the notification and Instagram will let you reply through the notification. So oh, even though he was on a child lock, he was replying to your previous messages through the notifications. So then you respond back after he nudges you like an hour later. Um, like, hey, look at me um, with his sounds good because um, he read the previous notification then you respond back and then he sees it pop up and he's like type 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 bye and then he's just like talking to people it's ridiculous that's like, kind of hilarious it. i love it it's so funny i was like and so i said to him i was like are you my assistant now he was like yes mom i'm your assistant and then he goes back to like game um that's so cute I yeah, but I mean, how do I manage a full-time job, these crazy kids? Because if you look away for one second, they will they will hack my Instagram, okay? And they will do crazy things, or they will try to... My office in here is a disaster because they got in here yesterday, like these little bombs just like exploding, trying to yeah. look... It's insane, like... How do I do it all? Like, it's impossible. Here's my thought of how you can do it all. Um, one, the kids are going to get older. And that they will be more self-sufficient. Yes. Two, the box is going to grow as the kids are getting older. Yes. And so there's just like, it's it's hard now. 
I think there's good. I'm giving advice as if I've ever had kids. I'm sorry. I, this is not okay. this is not my place. But that's what I just wanted to have some positive energy. What I've actually had found is really helpful though is getting them involved in helping me do it because they like you know when I when I do my planning stuff on Sundays is when I fill out my my daily planner and I do my stickers and they help me put my planner together. If I get them involved in doing things, they're so much like. More, less likely to do crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm working on the computer right now, watch a video. Then they're like exploding all over my office, like oh, doing a million things. But if I'm like, Hey, I'm making this like graphic or I'm posting this thing on Instagram. Like, do you want to come help me put the little dots on the screen and doing little things like that? Then they're into it and I can actually get stuff done. Um, but there's just a lot that goes into all these full-time jobs that I have. And so I think that to me is the biggest struggle and why I haven't grown as much as I possibly could is trying to figure out how do I do all of these many things that I need to do. And so one thing that I've been working on is just kind of batching different activities. So like during the day when I'm at work, I work from home now. So there's not like, you know, somebody over my shoulder being like, mm -hmm. Hey, Amara, are you scrolling on your website while talking to customers? You shouldn't be doing that because I work from home so they can't see me. Um, and so what I do is like, I'll have my little headset on, I'll be doing my job and working on my website because that doesn't take a lot of thought or I can create graphics yeah. while I'm waiting for a customer to consent to their whatever. I can be doing something else instead of just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram while I'm waiting for this thing. I can be working on my site or I can be creating the graphics or I can be doing things and also trying to outsource as much as I can. As the box gets bigger, it will be easier for me to outsource some of the extra like graphic work. I can go on Fiverr and have people create graphics for me or I can hire, you know, stuff like yeah. that. It's just hard to do that stuff now when it is smaller because again, every the smaller the box, the the harder it is because each piece like it goes into the budget and it makes right. it it's harder to fit it all within the budget that I have for each box. If I'm now adding extra expenses for graphic artists or this or that, but as it gets bigger, it'll be so much easier to just be like, I don't have to do this part anymore. Like I'm going to hire somebody who's going to do X, one and Z. I'm going to go on Fiverr. I'll go on wherever and I'll have somebody do this part for me. Um, that'll make it a lot easier. Absolutely. So y'all, we are at 930 and it's about time to wrap up the stream. I got to go walk Chewy and listen to more of Tim Ferriss. <laughs> However, Amara, I am so glad you came on today. I am so yeah. excited for next month's box. And then apparently some, a lot of people are excited for May because my book's going to be in it. I'm glad you announced that. It's got some excitement, which is awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, everyone look up on the screen. It says the indiebookworm.com. I linked it in the chat please take a look at that website. If you're interested in this box, you can order there. Um, but Amara, thank you so much for coming on this morning and for talking to us about your box and your business process. I'm really excited to see this box grow. And I think it's just such a wonderful concept and a wonderful business. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Bye. 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 Take care. All right, y'all, we are heading out for the day. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, friends. We'll see you again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. 
Uh, we're going to live more like Tim Ferriss tomorrow, talk a little bit about some of the themes in his book, and have a good old time. So see you tomorrow morning, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone.